Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 88 of Wrestle Life Radio. I'm Matt. I'm here with my little brother, Micah. And Kyle is not here with us tonight. But we do have someone else. Would you like to introduce yourself? Um, sure. I'm Riley. I'm Micah's husband. And Micah Are you? is... <laughs> what? I have some questions. <laughs> also, I'm not editing that out, so it's, it's fan. <laughs> Rally is Micah's wife. I'll, I'll fix it for you. Rally is Micah's wife. And she is joining us tonight for our SmackDown review, which we usually don't do this quickly. But we're also going to be reviewing. We're going to be previewing the Elimination Chamber. No, 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 no. We got to start this over, please. No, definitely not. It's staying yeah. in. So before, before we get started with the SmackDown review, we're going to do this day in wrestling history. And today is March 7th, 2020. And did you know that 21 years ago today, one Olympic gold medalist who won that gold medal with a broken freaking neck debuted on WWF television? Micah, would you like to guess on what show slash pay-per-view he debuted on? Uh, I'm going to go off a limb and say like Great American Bash. That's a good guess, but it's wrong. Riley, what would you like to make a guess? The chicken wing. That's not a good guess, but either way, it's still wrong. It's equally as wrong as Micah, so no problem. I will tell you that Kurt Angle, future or current WWE, he's got in the Hall of Fame, right? I do not know. I don't know. No one cares about that thing. It's not a real Hall of Fame. As Scott Steiner says, it's made up. He's right. Who is either a Hall of Famer or will be a Hall of Famer. I'm sorry. I don't pay attention to those things. Debuted on Sunday Night Heat. Yep. What? What's that? Sunday <laughs> Night Heat is basically Velocity. It's like a... Yeah. It's like know. 205 Live, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He is in the Hall of Fame, by the way. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. I was dumb. Yeah. You were pretty close. Yeah. You guys were super close. I get it. But let's talk about SmackDown quickly because I feel like it was a throwaway show uh, to get us to the Elimination Chamber. So SmackDown opened with the NWO coming out after Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross said they were going to have their show. This week, however, their show is going to be in the ring. Why is their show going to be in the ring? Maybe it needs to be in the ring. I don't know. It, uh, uh, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and X-Pac. Slash six, I guess he's six here because that was his NWO name. Come out and they are having a rather awkward interview with Alexa Bliss. It's like none of it was really planned. And at one point, like Kevin Nash said something, and then I think the music was supposed to hit, but the guy missed his cue. So Alexa Bliss just like sits there and stares at all three of them. And then eventually Scott Hall. Razor Ramon finally breaks the silence and says something as Shinsuke Nakamura's music hits. I mean, why, why, did you catch that too? Yes. Yeah, Riley. Riley actually was like, "What? What are they doing?" <laughs> just like, they're just looking around. I don't think that was supposed to happen. It's like they obviously yeah. were expecting the music to start. At some yep. point. It was. It was bad. The whole segment was bad. I know you said you kind of enjoyed it because the NWO, well, but okay. I am a huge, huge NWO mark, right? I'm aware that Kevin Nash is far and away from being the greatest wrestler alive. Um, 
Scott Hall was very good in his heyday. X-Pac also. But I liked it because I like seeing them on my TV. So let's be clear. This wasn't a great segment. It wasn't. So the three of them are out there. And they're having the, their little moment. But Shinsuke's music hits. Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Cesaro come in the ring. Sami Zayn's running them down. He says, you know what? Shinsuke wants his Intercontinental title back. Kevin Nash, you know what it's like to be an Intercontinental champion. As Diesel, you won the, you won the title. Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, one of the greatest Intercontinental champions of all time. And uh, Sean Walkman, you, uh, I, I guess you hung around with some Intercontinental champions. And so Sami Zayn, who does a good job, did his best here. They state that they can take the NWO after Sean Waltman gets in Sammy's face. Then the NWO stands up, and Scott Hall's taller than all three of these guys by a pretty good margin, right? And to these three, Kevin Nash looks like a friggin' giant. I mean, he's standing like shoulders above these guys as they're squaring up to him. But of course, nothing happens because Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman's music hits, right? So these guys are very smart as they go to Braun Strowman one at a time, like bad guys in an old SNES beat em up. And Braun Strowman decides to destroy all three of them and then get in the ring with the NWO as he chases Sammy inside the ring. Sammy holds Alexa Bliss in front of him with two, two deafening boos because the crowd loves Alexa Bliss. And Braun Strowman and all three members of the NWO are like, no, bro, like, don't be a coward. Don't do this. And then Sammy rolls out of the ring. Braun Strowman does the two sweet with the NWO. And, uh, yeah, that ends the segment. You, you missed his two terrible, terrible catchphrase. Uh, you said too sweet, but he he's he's setting out of the crowd. And he was like, you know, this, this Sunday, Elimination Chamber, all three of y'all are going to catch these hands and you know what it's gonna be too sweet and i was like oh my gosh that's the worst thing i've ever seen in my entire life it was so bad it made me cringe <laughs> this is why i hate wwe promos because of crap like that yeah honestly i, I didn't I, every every promo on this episode was bad i didn't even like the firefly funhouse segment to go to go forward but yeah all the promos were bad it was so unnatural every bit of it okay well, I enjoyed it because I like the NWO, but no, I mean, it wasn't really well done. It's almost like their little mini interview, like they didn't prepare for it. And so they didn't really know what to say. And it was kind of awkward. I don't know. Did you like it at all, Riley? Um, not really. I I okay. liked hearing, Nick, uh, isn't it Nikki Cross? Yeah. Trying to get a selfie with him. Yeah. Well, I like, I like hearing her talk. Cause I like her accent, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> she has a very strong Scottish accent. Yes. Uh, so we go to commercial after seeing Sasha and Bailey, like walking backstage, we come back and we get Naomi and Lacey Evans versus Sasha Banks and Bailey. I don't know why they did this match. It makes no sense. The short version is Sasha pins Naomi, I think with a roll up. Yeah. yeah that happened. I'm sitting here looking at my notes here. Yeah. Sasha pinned Naomi with a roll up. The match was dumb. I'm not going to go into it. Um, I mean, it was fine. It was just pointless. Like this is literally just filler time, right? Um, they also had the same exact match last week. Yeah. Um, because it was like a spur of the moment type of match. Um, but yeah, it was kind of aggravating because Naomi and, um, 
Lacey Evans won last week, and then of course they had to lose this week. So yeah, what are they what doing? The world? Like, what are they doing Sorry, with the SmackDown Women's Division? I don't know. Well, I was going to say, welcome to the world of 50-50 booking. The SmackDown Women's Division has really been nothing for a while because Bailey won the title, and she she hasn't really. She's had it for like two hundred something days, and she's consistently been on TV, but like since she turned heel, she hasn't really done a whole lot. Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, I know we crap on AEW's women division, but from what I've seen in these last few weeks of SmackDown, it's not any better. The 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 Raw women's division is obviously better, and the NXT is worlds above. Yeah, but SmackDown just I've it's been crap from what I've seen. Yeah, it's not very strong. And so we get a backstage segment with the New Day, and Kayla Braxton is interviewing Biggie and Kofi Kingston. This was pretty good. Uh, you know, Biggie's always entertaining. Kofi's great, but it was a little weird because Biggie had several double entendres, and <laughs> in, a, in a PG show, it was a little strange. Biggie is the best. Him, he is the best. Biggie and Heavy Machinery are the two best things about SmackDown. Yeah, and honestly, just give them their own show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they kind of have it. I mean, they're really the only good things about SmackDown. They we'll really are. Yeah. yeah. And, and Biggie's Twitter, I don't know, because I know you're talking about being a PG show. Biggie's Twitter is hilarious. He can. He's really got the full reins there. He's a, he's a funny, funny man. Yeah, he's really good. He's got that Trent and Chuck type of yeah. interesting humor. He also tries to make people TV. uncomfortable, which is funny. Yeah. yeah, can't put it on TV. So... Sheamus versus Apollo Crews. And before it started, Sheamus, or I'm sorry, Apollo Crews was like getting ready to come through the the curtain. And Chad Gable was like, hey, man, I got your back. And Apollo Crews is like, I told you, I don't need any help. So I don't know if they're going to have a feud. Like, that's a WrestleMania match we all want to see, right? Apollo Crews versus Shorty G. Got to have a sh- got to have a match for the pre-show. Yeah? yeah. There's no way they're doing this. They can't do this. I just... So... Didn't they just have a handicap match with Apollo Crews and Shorty G versus Sheamus? Yes. Yep. yes Sheamus yes, beat them both. Yes. So, I don't understand. So, Shorty G's like, hey, man, if you need any help, I got your back. I'll be there. And I'm like, well, you you were just there, and you lost. Right. So, right. what? What do you Jack Gable and Apollo Crews are clearly the bad guys here because they you know they jump Sheamus all the time they fight him two on one Sheamus overcomes like a big baby face it's just stupid Sheamus won this in like two minutes yeah it was like it was a total squash match I watched Smackdown I'm gonna give you guys a little bit of history when I started watching Smackdown on Friday I almost didn't because I'm like well Kyle will review it and I'm glad I did watch it because Kyle's not here and I'm like, I don't, I don't really want to watch it. Like, I, since we've started recording, I have watched every bit of Raw, SmackDown, and AEW. Period. Every single week. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I can like watch it while I'm doing something else. So, I was playing Hearthstone, which for those that you don't know, I'm a big Hearthstone player. I uh, love it. It's just a, it's a nerd PC card game. Yes, I'm a giant nerd. And so I was playing Hearthstone, and so I took my turn, and as I look over, like the match is over. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like literally nothing happened. And it was just so pointless. A lot of SmackDown this week was just kind of pointless. It A lot of SmackDown for the last three, three to four months has been pointless. And like, obviously, Sheamus is going to win. He won right. the end match. I mean, obviously, he's going to He win. may as well be Brock Lesnar at this point. <laughs> right. Right. So, Bailey and Sasha Banks say, you know what? 
we're going to take the night off. We declare, what What did they say? They said something about ending the women's evolution or something like that? They said it was so bad. Oh, so bad. They were saying that, you know, you had the women's evolution. You had the four, not the four horsewomen, because they're part of that. They're basically saying that uh, the, what do they call it? The role model movement yeah. is what's taking over uh, SmackDown and and her reign as SmackDown Women's Champion with Sasha Banks by her side has been better than anything they've ever seen. And they're going to take WrestleMania off and just go ahead and go straight to the Hall of Fame. I was like, oh my gosh, no. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't and, good. And, and Sasha Banks said that she was going to name her first album after her. Yeah. That's so, that's so nice. <laughs> that's so that's sweet. So, so bad. Yeah. So Drake Maverick is back on TV. Yay. I love Drake Maverick. But nothing happened because he's like, hey, Drew, listen, you've been coaching some people and I, I would like to I would like to wrestle Daniel Bryan. I want you to point out his flaws. And Drew Gulak's like, oh, let me tell you all about his 163 weaknesses. But let's be clear, Drake, you just don't have what it takes. And Daniel Bryan comes up and says, hey, man, if you think you can take advantage of all my weaknesses, I'll see you at Elimination Chamber. And I'm not going to lie, as I said last week. I'm here for this, man. Drew Gulak is really talented. Obviously, no one ever sees it in the WWE because no one watches 205 Live, and that's generally where he's been. But the guy is a very talented wrestler, and he is going to be able to go if the WWE allows it. And I think it's going to be a really good match. Yeah, I actually, this whole storyline with between him and Brian is been one of the better parts of SmackDown, which doesn't take a lot, but I was about to say sadly, because it yeah. hasn't been amazing. Like I I enjoy it, but I know you said last week that it's not your favorite thing. Yeah, it's I, I it's not my favorite. I don't know this guy. He's just here now. Um from everybody I've heard he's a, a pretty talented wrestler and they're kind of excited to see him wrestle Daniel Bryan. But uh yeah, I mean it actually has a story to it, which is more than we can say for a lot of matches we've been seeing recently. So Yeah. I guess we'll see how it goes. What do you think, Riley? Um, it's actually been pretty entertaining to me. I kind of like how he just sits at the side and commentates uh, during Daniel Bryan's matches. Um, that's pretty funny, but definitely one of the more entertaining and better storylines that's happening right now. She also Drew told like- me. She also said that Drew Gulak looks like Daniel Bryan's older brother. They look alike to me. <laughs> they do, and I, I was think- like, "Oh my gosh, is that his actual brother?" <laughs> I think Drew like Gulak is like ten years younger than Daniel Bryan. He's just taller. He's so just he, yeah. yeah. Um. Also, Daniel Bryan's a vegan. So if you ever, you know, if there's ever anything to make you want to be vegan, the dude looks like he, the same he did twenty years ago. It's incredible. Uh, we have another women's tag team match. This one matters even less than the one earlier, which was a rematch of the week before, and it's Dana Brooke and Carmella versus Fire and Desire. This whole match was specifically for the spot where Ziggler distracted Dana Brooke and that allowed Mandy Rose to come in and she did the running knee and defeated Dana Brooke and Fire and Desire wins. That was that was it. That's why that match happened. It was pointless. It was useless. It was worthless. I just like most of the SmackDown. So, yeah. Like most of WWE, really, in in the last few months, it's been pretty. But I mean, not- I mean, it's think certain things build in WWE, like like that long build that Goldberg had when he was getting the Universal Championship run. Yeah, you know, that long run he had. 
Um, with that, with that and, very, very wonderful payoff, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just they built him up for a long time. I can't even make the joke. It's just yeah, so and bad. like all that building up they did for the fiend, and like look how strong he still looks. So I mean, stuff stuff pays off, and like and and not only Eric Rowan's cage. Look at the payoff for that. I mean, just a big old spider. Long term booking. So. Firefly Funhouse, and this is usually the spot where I say this was, you know, the greatest thing. I absolutely loved it. And I will tell you, it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't super entertaining. Like, not a whole lot happened here. This is one of the worst of all the Firefly Funhouses. But again, they're almost always really, really entertaining. So, just not much happened here. Basically, what Ramblin' Rabbit said, you know reminded Bray Wyatt of what happened to him six years ago at WrestleMania. And Bray Wyatt said, everything is a circle. And then now the circle's going to close because he wants to be let in. And he kind of laughs. He says goodbye. And uh, yeah, basically the whole promo was just him talking about John Cena. There were pictures of John Cena on the wall where uh, Bray Wyatt like wrote scary faces on them like he did with all the other guys. I don't know. Just, it was just kind of pointless. Yeah. This whole feud is kind of pointless. And if I swear, if John Cena goes over the fiend, like, I don't think he will. I don't no. think John's decision would be to go over. Vince may make that decision, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't like it, but, uh, I don't want to sound like a broken record. So, well, John Cena created the fiend apparently. And yeah, apparently. He's Firefly. he's the reason that all these people have died. So, mm-hmm. true true heel John Cena. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Caleb Braxton is backstage. She's interviewing Baron Corbin. Ugh. And Elias's music hits. Or Elias is playing guitar and Baron's like, hold on a second. And then he goes, he finds Baron Corbin. He puts his hands on the guitar neck. And he basically yells at him. He says he's a one-trick pony. And that if he keeps this up, he'll have to answer to the king. He turns around and walks off. And I guess this is what we're getting now. I mean, I I look forward to the next 20 matches of Baron Corbin versus Elias. I just... And they were like, at one point, were they... I don't know. I don't remember if Elias was with Baron Corbin. I know he was with Shane McMahon, but I, I don't know. It just... I love Elias's gimmick. He, he's a lot like Lacey Evans to me, right? The person fits the gimmick, and the gimmick is done very well, but not nearly as bad as Lacey Evans. But Elias just isn't a incredible wrestler. He's okay. And I just... Baron Corbin obviously isn't terrific either, and I just don't see how this is going to work. Yeah. Um, I also don't like how Elias wrestles in jeans. I don't know why, but it bothers me. Um, other people have done it and pulled it off. John Cena wrestled in jorts and pulled it off, but that that bothers me about him. I think it may constrict his movement some. Not that okay. he's a high flying type, but yeah, I don't like Baron Corbin. I don't like Elias, so I'm really looking forward to this feud. Wait, hold on. You know what I really want to see? What? Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns. We've never seen that before. That would be an interesting turn. You know, I feel refresh my memory because I I don't want to say you're wrong, Riley, but. I'd swear that they've wrestled before. Didn't that happen not too long ago? That may have been like in NXT or something. It'd have to be a while back. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. 
so Head Machinery's backstage. Otis sees Mandy, and Tucker's like, no, man, no, we, we talked about this. And so he goes up, and he's like, Mandy, I just wanted to let you know that I'm sorry for not showing up on time, but I actually did get a text message from you saying that you were going to be late. And Mandy, being an understanding, rational person, says, well, I don't know what you're talking about, but, you know, it's too little too late. A girl doesn't like to be stood up, and turns around and walks away. Tucker consoles Otis. The crowd boos heavily. And we go to commercial. Was this was this whole feud just to build heat for Mandy Rose? That's what it looks Otis, like. Otis versus Dolph Ziggler at WrestleMania. I would be okay with that as long as Otis gets color off of Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> like, I expect a full-on Rose family blade job by Dolph Ziggler <laughs> after the beatdown that Otis gives him. It Not better happening. be a... What, where is it at? Uh, a Texas Crab Claw Publix supermarket. <laughs> and then, and then after that, he just like dances over his body. Yeah, he does. He does. He does the caterpillar. Um, he he beats him with a ham, like full on like Tom and Jerry beat down. I'm and down. I'm sure Dolph Ziggler will go over Otis, and uh, that'll be that. Yeah. We have the gauntlet match to close the show, and I should love this because there wasn't any, like, stupid, random 30-second matches where people just randomly lose just to further the the show. This lasted 40 40 minutes, probably? I mean, there were five actual matches in this, but I hated, I hated how it was booked. It was booked miserably and before we get into it am i being too nitpicky um not really i mean i will say i really enjoyed getting to see heavy machinery versus new day i thought that was good like i didn't i don't know i don't i don't mind that they went over the new day i thought it was kind of a uh subversion of expectations yeah but uh yeah i thought it was really good to be able to see Otis versus Big E because uh, it started out with Tucker versus Kofi and then Kofi tagged in Big E's like pointing at Otis like no I want the big man he comes in there because I don't know if you've heard but Big E likes big meaty men slapping meat he does that's one of his quotes but yeah um, I liked that part but you know the rest of it I didn't didn't care for so much yeah so Ed Machinery beats the New Day which I don't really like because I want the New Day to stay strong, but it was fine. The way they did it was really good. You know, they chunked to- they chunked Kofi onto the floor, um, and then they did the trash compactor on Biggie and got the win. Fine, not a problem. Grand Metal Elite versus Lindsay Dorado were next, and Heavy Machinery also beats them because, of course, they did right. Um, I think he pinned them with a caterpillar, if I remember right. Then come out, come the Usos. And I'm like, cool. Heavy Machinery has looked strong. They beat the New Day. They beat another team. You know, obviously the weakest team in the, the whole gauntlet, but they beat another team. And here come the Usos. The Usos are superstars. One of the best, if not the best, tag teams in all of WWE. They're going to run the gauntlet and win the rest. Nope. Tucker won with a roll-up. So this is the second roll-up of the night. And not the last roll-up of the night either. No, it's not. 
And then, so next comes out your tag team champions that lost last week, Miz and Morrison. And these two guys, who looked half dead, could not... Miz and Morrison could not take down these two exhausted guys who've already been through three teams, two of the teams, which are two of the greatest tag teams in all of SmackDown history. Because, again... We got another roll-up, and John Morrison was eliminated. And then, so Morrison and Miz attack him afterwards. But, I mean, it blows my mind. You you guys know how much I hate it when a champion just willy-nilly loses, right? Last week was bad enough, but this week, you have your brand-new tag team champions lose two weeks in a row, and this time it was after... These guys had already beaten three other teams. This is their fourth match in a row, and they couldn't, the tag team champions couldn't take them down. Made no sense. Yeah, I didn't understand. I think it was last week. They were talking about how they were at such a disadvantage being in the elimination chamber, and they were whining and complaining about that. And then this week, they have a chance to get an advantage as the champions, and they lose. Yep. I thought that was dumb. That was dumb booking. But, uh,. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I that that wasn't even my biggest problem with the match. I didn't like Tucker and Otis losing to Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, like, spoiler alert: the end of the match is Ziggler and Roode come out. They fight for a little while. Ziggler super kicks Otis out of nowhere and pins him for the three count. Why? Why? First of all, why are we even getting Dolph Ziggler and Otis yet? We shouldn't get Dolph Ziggler and Otis until the Elimination Chamber. You got to give a re- reason for people to tune in. Okay, Correct. that would that would be like having Cody versus MJF in a tag team match the week before Revolution. Right. It's, it's a big feud, big feud here. A lot of emotions going into it, and and then Otis comes in and loses because bullies win in WWE, as I've always said. That's what happens. Make right. a star. What is it? Uh, be a star. That's what their thing is. Yeah, be a star. Well, I don't think they're really doing that anymore. I don't think. They, I guess they don't care about bullying anymore. I don't know. They like bullying, <laughs> apparently. But Riley, what did what did you think? Like, I know that you have been watching wrestling as long as Micah and I. So, did this stuff jump out at you too, or as a casual fan, did you just kind of let it slide? Um. Okay. So, I honestly thought that the New Day was going to win because they've. How many times tag team champion? Eight times? Like nine, right? Seven. They've won seven, seven and the Usos won six. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, I didn't expect that at all, um, especially with the Miz and Morrison thing going on. I would have – I don't know. And then with them losing, like, that tag team belt is going to change pretty soon. And they just got it like a couple weeks ago. It has to. It has to. way that Miz and Morrison retained the Elimination Chamber. And like, what was the point of all that? Because, I mean, they even have a new song, The Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. So I don't get that. And then it made me mad when Dolph Ziggler won. Because, like, obviously everybody loves Otis. And with the whole thing with Mandy and everything, like, I really wanted them to win. Especially after going through all those teams especially the usos and then um the new day like come on now like they should have won that after all that they went through but whatever that's just from my point of view yeah it's 
this this better end in Otis and Tucker being tag champions. That's all I got to say. Because like you got you got people like the Miz and Dolph Ziggler. In my mind, you can't build them back up. Okay, they've they've been torn down for too long. Yeah, these are no longer top guys. Right. But Otis and Tucker have all the makings of being a top tag team. People love them. They're so over, and it doesn't seem like they're wanting to build on that. But they also yeah. haven't been doing that with The Fiend either. So Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. So if you're going to rate grade this just wonderful, amazing SmackDown, Michael, what are you grading it? I mean, I would like to say F, but it's not the worst show I've ever seen. Um, it, it did have Otis and Tucker and Big E. Uh, realistically, like a D, just because I liked Big E and, and Otis and Tucker. Yeah. I'd give it a D. He's still a failing. He still wouldn't pass. Right. Um, I'm in between a C- and a D+, plus just because I've been watching it um, for about, let's see, it'll be two months, a little over two months now. And it's definitely not the worst one that I've seen. So right. a high grade for my first one on this podcast. <laughs> a high grade of a D minus. <laughs> D plus, D plus. Yeah, I'm going to say D plus as well because the entering stuff was just fine. It's just basically this entire episode was filler. And I don't get it. Also, I do want to point out that a few weeks ago, there was a graphic shown of a SmackDown Elimination Chamber match that they just dropped and just decided not to do it and just said, hey, Roman Reigns gets gets to wrestle Goldberg now. It was advertised on SmackDown. Wait, Roman, Roman Reigns is wrestling Goldberg at Elimination Chamber? No, at WrestleMania. Oh, okay. So, okay. yeah, there was supposed to be an Elimination Chamber where the winner wrestles the champion, but they just dropped it for no reason. So Roman Reigns just made his own match. Yes, right. Yep. Goldberg's like, who's, who's next? And Roman Reigns like, I'm next. Baba. Baba, Baba, Baba. It would have been, been great if he was like, well, sit down, kid. How about you win the Elimination Chamber? Yeah, because exactly. I don't know. Maybe they didn't have time on the card because we've got so much action-packed adventure for us. Ugh. And speaking of the Elimination Chamber, we're going to take a short break. And then when we get back, we're going to give you our predictions and tell you the card. So we'll be right back. Okay. And with that, we are back. So Elimination Chamber, I, I'm not going to lie to you guys, I was so excited for it because I really enjoy the Elimination Chamber match. Um, as you all know, I love giant matches with tons and tons of people in them. That's why the Royal Rumble is my favorite match. That's why I love Battle Royals. I love Fatal 4-Ways, 6-Mans. I, I just enjoy them. But I'm not really excited about the Elimination Chamber, and I'm not really excited. It's mostly because... I'm not really excited about the card. They're going to have two Elimination Chamber matches that are irrelevant. You know, the, the, the fun about the Elimination Chamber is you have six huge superstars, or usually like four huge super superstars and two up-and-comers. And you're having a women's championship match with an obvious winner and a tag team match where I just saw all six guys wrestle in a gauntlet match, and I can care less about it. I don't, I don't know if that winner is so obvious now with this man's recent comments. That's true. So... Not not that he commented to anyone, but he did say that there are rumors that Vincent Man has given up on Shanna Baszler, but there's no one else in the match that could win it. But we'll we'll talk about that later. Let's do some predictions here. They could give it to Sarah Logan. They 
Okay, so let's go ahead. Let's, um, so Kyle's going to send his in like he did last time, and the three of us will predict. Um, let's go ahead and start with a Raw Women's Championship match, which I expect to be the main event. That is between Shayna Baszler, Asuka, Natalia, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, and Sarah Logan. Now, I'll go first, and I'll tell you, Asuka could be that person, but she just lost clean twice, okay? There is no way WrestleMania will be Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, or Liv Morgan against uh, against Becky Lynch. What if it was Liv Morgan and Rusev versus Becky Lynch? You Handicap know. match. Okay, maybe. And then so Natalia, who Natalia's fine, but she already feuded with Becky. And I'm sorry, I love Natalia. She's not going to be a WrestleMania ma- prime match. Not happening. And Becky's is going to be a prime match because she's a huge star. So, the only thing I can think of, if it's not Shayna Baszler, and officially I'm picking Shayna Baszler, so if you want to write that down, Micah. The only thing that I can think of is if someone like maybe Bianca Belair, who was rumored to wrestle Bailey, if they switch that up, and like maybe she attacks, I don't know, Sarah Logan, and then takes her spot. I can, I can see that happening. But otherwise, th- there's there's no other options. You have to go with Shayna Baszler at this point, right? Yeah, that's a, that's my pick as well, Shayna Baszler. Uh, I mean, they could pull a move back in the like they did back in the day with Edge, I think it was, who attacked, I don't know, somebody going in the ring and then took their spot, like locked himself in. Right. And uh, then went on to win the championship back after he lost it previously that night. Uh, they could pull something like that with uh, like a Bianca Belair or gosh, it's really like the only person I can think of that actually has some good momentum behind them right now in the women's division. It would have to be Oscar or Shayna. That's my only two guesses. And I don't, I like, like you said, I would hope they wouldn't do a rematch. Um, yeah, it's, they they could have made it a lot more interesting if they would have swapped out Sarah Logan for Kyrie Sane because then yeah. I would think Kyrie may could win, but uh, obviously, obviously that's not happening. Yeah, so, Riley, who do you think? Okay, so after Shayna did all that vampire stuff to the man, I'm definitely gonna say Shayna just because that would make more sense with the storyline. Right. So hopefully, yeah. you know, she's gonna use her vampire powers. She is widely favored on gambling sites. Like, it's not even close. It's 14 to 1 odds for the house. So, basically, you have to bet $14 to win $1. Because it's absolutely going to be Shayna Baszler. It has to be. So, I could bet a million dollars on Shayna and win a 14th of a million dollars. That is correct. That would be a pretty good bet, actually. Yeah. I mean, you can put a, you can put a hundred bucks on it and win, what like eight eight? No, I don't know. I don't know math. Hey, hundred bucks. Hey, fourteen dollars. That's what you'd win. You heard it here, folks. Go place your million dollar bets on Shayna. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you ever want to lock, I feel like that's about as close a lock as you can get. Then, then to come find out, Santina Morella is going to be in the match. She's win. <laughs> so why was Bianca Belair mentioned? Because I think that it's possible that she could, like, attack someone like Sarah Logan and take their spot like Edge did a few years back. 
Okay. A few years back, ten years ago. Right. I think yeah, but say so he just came back from like a ten year hiatus, yeah. so many years back. Yeah. Um. Next match, the probably the pre-show, Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak. Uh, Riley, I'll let you start this one. Um, I'm gonna go with Daniel Bryan on this one. Okay. Why? Because he's the yes man. Okay. Um, I I like him a lot. Um, I don't know. I'm just gonna go with him because he's my favorite. I don't know the other guy. Uh, Drew Gulak. Yeah, that's the guy who's been trying to get uh people to wrestle him, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. I mean, I know he knows all of his weaknesses, so I don't know. But I'm gonna go with Daniel Bryan just because I like him. Okay, Micah. Realistically, I'm going with Daniel Bryan, but theoretically, I'm going with Drew Gulak because Daniel Bryan has 137 weaknesses, and I feel like he's going to exploit every one of those. (laughs) (laughs) But you're officially picking Daniel Bryan? Yeah, Daniel Bryan is my pick. I would not be flabbergasted because Daniel Bryan loves putting people over. He did it for Buddy Murphy. I wouldn't be... No. (laughs) He's still my buddy. I, I... I would not be blown away if Drew Gulak won, but unofficially, or officially, excuse me, I am going to pick Daniel Bryan. So there it goes. Okay, this is the only one on the entire card that I have no clue about, and I think it'd go either way. So we're going to go United States Championship match, Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo. Go ahead, Micah. I don't know. Um, I'm going to go... With Humberto Carrillo, strictly for the fact that Andrade recently failed a wellness test. Did he fail or did he just fail to show up? I don't, no, I don't he know. Failed, he failed the test. Okay. I'm going to go with, with Humberto Carrillo purely for that fact. And uh, no. See, what I want to happen is I want to ha- what you said. I want the Fatal 4-Way at WrestleMania. That's what I want. The, okay. The Latino Fatal 4-Way. That's what I want. But uh, I don't know how they get there. Um, if Umberto Carrillo wins, I don't see them getting there. I think maybe Andrade would have to win by disqualification or something. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Andrade. I'm changing my mind. I changed my own okay. mind. That's perfectly <laughs> fine, Riley. Um. Okay. So he's the Andrade is the one that Selena Vega comes out with, right? Yes. Okay. So I like. I don't even know if I'm saying this right. Um, Umberto Carrillo. Close like enough. Him. Umberto Carrillo. Umberto Carrillo. <laughs> Anyways, um, I like him better. He's kind of like a baby face, but he's also kind of mean. I like that. But um, I'm going to go with Andrade just because I think that that makes more sense. Okay. I'm going to pick Humberto. And I think the way that they get the Fatal 4 away is Humberto pins Andrade. Wow, that was like the country thing I ever seen. I was about to say, did you just turn Australian or Southern? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't tell. Andrade. I, I don't know, Andrade. Alabamian, Australian. I don't, I don't know. Um, I think Humberto pins Andrade. And Angel Garza says, whoa, 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 whoa. I just made you look like a fool three times in a row. Where is my match? After Andrade complains about a rematch. And then maybe they team up on Humberto and Rey Mysterio comes out and saves him and it's announced as a fatal four-way. I think that's a way to do it. I don't really see a way to do it realistically if Andrade beats Humberto clean because he's already done it like three times. 
So I'm going to go with Humberto. Okay. Street Profits versus Seth Rollins and my good buddy, Murphy. Uh, I'll start here, and I think the Street Profits win. There's no way they win the titles and lose it in what is the very next week. They just won it right last week. So I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, but this is WWE, so who knows? But I think this is just another one of those times where we're going to get a stupid rematch because they do rematches all the time. And Street Profits are just going to win, probably with Kevin Owens interfering. Micah? I didn't even know they were having this match. <laughs> I don't... Uh, let's see. Let's try to make this interesting. All right. I think that uh, I think the Street Profits are going to turn out to be false prophets okay. of the, the Monday Night Messiah. And they're going to lay down in the center of the ring. And they're going to give the titles back to Seth Rollins and our good buddy Murphy. And that's not true. That's not going to happen. I think the. <laughs> I'm sitting I, here like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I think the. I don't know. I'm just trying to make this interesting in my head because it seems very boring going into it. Uh, yeah. I, I guess they'll retain. I don't know. Maybe they'll. Maybe they'll retain because of interfer- interference by Kevin Owens or the Viking Raiders, and uh, maybe maybe they'll maybe they'll retain by interference from the Viking Raiders. And uh, the Viking Raiders will demand a title shot to get their titles back from there. Okay. Going with the Street Profits. It doesn't matter. No, it super doesn't. Riley? Um, I'm going to go with the Street Profits because they've got to win at No, they got to lose at least two unimportant non-championship title tag team matches. It is true. Two weeks in a row before they can lose. She's learned the WWE formula. (laughs) That's correct. It's the way it works. Um, so we're going to go with the weirdest match on the show next, and it is Intercontinental Champion Braun Strowman versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. And I will tell you guys, they did not explain what happens if you know the one of those three guys win. If Cesaro pins him, does Cesaro win the title? Or if any of them pin them, does Shinsuke get the title, which is how I think they're playing it? I have no idea. This match makes no sense. Uh, Braun Strowman is going to murder all three of them because the WWE hates Shinsuke, hates Cesaro, and hates Sami Zayn, even though Shinsuke is historically good, but he's over it because the WWE sucks. Cesaro and Sami Zayn are two of the best wrestlers in the world. Braun Strowman is a green, large man, which means WWE must love him. And uh, yeah, he's going to basically bulldoze the three of them and get the win. Riley? I agree completely, especially with the segments that they've had recently. Um Braun Strowman is definitely gonna win. Yeah, I uh, I definitely think Braun Strowman is gonna win. I will say, I think if the uh, what is what is the name of their little group there? I don't know. Shinsuke and his goons—they don't have a name. The I'm not gonna say that. The Shinsuke goons. Uh, I think that if they were to win, that either one the title would go to the person that pins him, or they would have a triple threat match at WrestleMania. But uh, no, I think that. I think Braun Strowman is going to win this one. Yeah. Which is, it's a little too late to pull the trigger on Braun Strowman, in my opinion. He was way more over like two months ago. Yeah. A uh, year ago. He was huge about ago. eight months ago. Yeah. He's, he's still huge, to be fair. He's a big man. I, I have a feeling that if they were to win, that whoever pins them, whether it be Shinsuke or the other guys, like let's say Sami Zayn. He pins. I don't think that's ever going to happen. But let's say he does. I think that he would 
want Shinsuke to have the title. The, I mean, because he's yeah. the one who suggested it for Shinsuke to win. The correct way to book this match, which is not the way that it will be booked, but the correct way to book this match, if you're going to have a three-on-one handicap match with three very good wrestlers and you don't want to bury them, they are all, all heels, okay? So you put in the stipulation, the person that pins him gets the belt. And then you have right. them fight each other to get the belt, and that being their downfall. But what's going to happen is they're all going to work together to get the belt, and he's going to do that little thing where he runs around and he hits them, <laughs> right. and he's going to win. Right. 100%. So, there you go. Yeah. So, this is next match is probably your opener, I would think. Actually, wait. Did we skip AJ and Aleister Black? We did! We did. AJ Styles versus Aleister Black, which I'm... This is the only match on the card that I'm excited for, other than Brian and Gulak. And I am so excited, even though I don't think they're going to be given a lot of time, unfortunately. Because, my gosh, could this be an incredible match. By the way, congratulations to AJ Styles for winning PW Insiders Wrestler of the Decade. Great job. One of my favorites. My literal wrestling hero. Love AJ Styles. Uh, AJ Styles versus Aleister Black. Micah. I hmm I don't want I don't want AJ to beat Aleister Black and I, I I know they're working they're working towards AJ and Undertaker at WrestleMania obviously what right. I want it to be is I want it to be AJ and either one of the OC versus Aleister Black and the Undertaker or AJ and the OC versus the Brothers of Destruction and Aleister Black at WrestleMania okay. that's what I want to happen. So they're going to use this match as a jumping point to that. So I'm going to say that AJ beats Aleister Black with interference by the OC. Undertaker is going to come out after the match, and they're going to set up the match at WrestleMania. Okay. So AJ wins. Riley? Um, I really want Aleister Black to win this one. Didn't he just lose, though, to some... He did just lose to AJ. It. He lost to AJ after he went through Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. He basically lost that. a three-on-one handicap match. That was yeah. awful. I think Not exactly, but kind of like a gauntlet. AJ's done that a lot recently. I don't know if he's done that in the past a lot, because obviously I haven't watched it that long. But he's always like, you have to go through this guy and this guy, and then you'll go through me. He's like a video game boss. Um, basically, but... yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like a like if they're doing that whole build up with AJ and the Undertaker, that AJ would probably win. But I'm not. I'm just gonna go with Alistair Black just because I like him. Um, he's pretty. He's a pretty cool looking guy. I mean, he comes up on that thing. Right. Which was actually originally meant for the Undertaker, by the way. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. So I will tell you. That I think Aleister Black wins this. And what I think will happen, I don't think he's going to win clean. I think that Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows are going to consistently interfere in the match. And I think that AJ Styles is going to have Aleister Black beat. So AJ Styles still looks strong heading into his match against The Undertaker. However, after he hits him with a phenomenal forearm, perhaps he gets up and he's a little cocky instead of going straight for the straight for the pin, and then the lights go out and you hear a dong. He turns around, he looks at the rampway, and he waits. Nothing happens, and he turns around, 
and Aleister Black, Black Max, masses his face off. And then Aleister Black gets the win. Now, that might not be what happens, but I think that would be a decent way to book it if you want both of them to look strong. In the WWE, please, that, that won't ever happen in AEW, because gosh. But in WWE, they do this crap all the time, and I think that would be an acceptable way to do it. Aleister Black is my pick. I would be okay with that. You have yeah, my blessing. Okay, thank you. The Tag Team Championship Elimination Chamber match, which will probably open the show, will be our final prediction. Your teams are the champions who haven't won a match since they won the titles, The Miz and John Morrison. That's true. That's so sad. Yep. Correct. The Usos. And they the won it at the last pay-per-view. They sure did. Yep. Which, <laughs> there, honestly, was ago. like two weeks ago, but still. Yeah. Well, yeah. So the Miz Can and you Morrison. Believe, hold on. Hold on. Can you believe... The, the Elimination Chamber is the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania, to quote Michael yeah. Cole. Oh, my God. Did you hear that this week? Yeah, he, I mean, he always says crap like that, though. There's too many pay-per-views. There are too many pay-per-views. There's so many. There's, yeah. like, get rid of the Saudi show. That's, that's the whole problem with WWE's booking right now is there's too many pay-per-views to build to. Yeah, they just get in and the way. they can't build. There's, uh, it's so bad. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry that that's I okay. that derailed the show there but i just had a i had a moment a moment of bliss (laughs) okay let's try this one more time tag team champions the miz and john morrison versus the usos versus the new day versus heavy machinery versus dolph ziggler and robert rude excuse me versus the lucha house party riley i'll let you go first um that's that's a Oh, Tell them what you're telling me earlier about how the Lucha House Party is going to run the gambit. Oh yeah, um, totally. They're going to definitely win. This I one. definitely know those guys' names. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so I want the Miz and Morrison to lose the titles here, just because. Okay. God, I'd be so bad if they lost without ever winning a match. <laughs> I mean, yep. I think it would be great because they're obviously not. I mean, I don't know. They're just not that great. Anyways. Um, let me see who else I would want to win. I feel like the New Days won it a lot, so that might be a little bit too predictable to go that way. Um, I kind of want, um, Heavy Machinery to win by, is, so are they all in there together and like you just, whoever is the first person to pin somebody wins? So they're all in this giant cage and there's these glass pods inside the cage, right? Uh-huh. And then there's a timer. It starts out with two groups. I, I've never seen a tag team in the Elimination Chamber, actually. But I, I yeah, they come in together. There's two tag teams that start off. And then after, what is it, like five minutes, another tag team comes in and then another tag team comes in. It's like Royal Rumble and Hell yeah. in a Cell mixed together. Okay, okay. So, um, okay, that's pretty cool. So I, I, I guess what I want to happen is Heavy Machinery and uh, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler to kind of end it, and then hopefully Heavy Machinery wins. But I I don't know if that's going to happen. That's just what I want to happen. So I'm going to go with Heavy Machinery. Okay. Micah? So building to our main event of WrestleMania of uh, Otis versus Dolph Ziggler, Yeah, I, I think – I think that Dolph Ziggler needs to be the reason that Heavy Machinery doesn't come up with a victory here. Uh, honestly, I think... Gosh, I hope the Usos don't win. 
Uh, but that just that just popped in my head. I think Miz and Morrison will probably retain, and I don't think it will be of their own uh, volition. Is that the right word there? I don't. I don't. No, think but go on. It, what is what is volition? What is the, what are words? Uh, it won't be because of their own accolades or accomplishments that they'll win. There you go. It'll be it'll be because I don't know. They'll probably have a win with because of a surprise roll up or some BS. Okay. He'll, he'll surprise roll up Otis, and he's so big he won't be able to roll over, and uh, that'll be it. No, I think uh, I think Dolph Ziggler is going to keep Otis from winning. It's going to push towards their main event at WrestleMania. And I'm going to actually guess that Miz and Morrison will retain. Okay. I think, and you're not going to like this because you just said you wouldn't like it. So the Usos have won six championships and the New Day have won seven. And they just had that face off a week or two ago on SmackDown. I believe that the Usos win this match. And set up the Usos versus the New Day at WrestleMania, which even though we've seen a million times, will be really, really good. So that's what I think will happen. Because yeah. they'll both have won the title seven times, and then they'll be like, who's the actual best? And this will be, you know, who is supposedly the best. So, of course, we'll probably get like a uh, rematch immediately after on SmackDown five days later. But And then the Us- it'll be a non-title match and the Usos will lose. So. Yeah. 100%. Wait, fitty, hold fitty. On, but twice, like, you know. Yeah, you gotta do it more than once. You gotta once. do it two weeks in That's time. right. You That's really can't. Point. You can't. You gotta let, you gotta let the, the fuse burn for a while, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Can't give the, you, WWE cannot give the people what they want in the words of Excalibur. <laughs> so, I just do, I want to point out, and I'm not the person that originated this. I saw this on Twitter. But in a company that between Raw and SmackDown have four world champions, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Brock Lesnar, and Goldberg, none of them are defending their championship on pay-per-view. Not a single one. Yeah. I'll say, especially growing up, Elimination Chamber is one of my favorite match types. It still is. Yeah, super I fun. I love the Elimination Chamber. And fun uh, to play had, in the video games. Yeah, that, and also I had the playset growing up with the glass and everything. That's right. Thought it was really cool. Always loved that. Um, I I do not care at all about this pay per view. Yeah, uh, there's not a single. Honestly, I would say I like if it were Ring of Honor or AEW or New Japan, I would be looking forward to AJ and Aleister Black. But I'm not looking forward to any match on this card. Not a single one. I'm not looking forward to having to watch this. And you heard that right, having to watch this. Yeah, they've ruined my fun. They broke. Uh, they broke my toy. They uh, it took the batteries out and stomped on it, and now I just have to sit here with this crumbled mess of plastic and just try to enjoy it. <laughs> that was absolutely beautiful. It was actually kind of horrifying. We You're can welcome. we can enjoy it over, um, or we can bear through it with a a tub of ice cream, perhaps. There you go. Yeah, I don't drink, <laughs> so I'll be eating cookie dough ice cream. <laughs> yes. Actually, that sounds amazing. To draw my sorrows. So let me tell you who Vegas is picking in your matches, okay? Okay. All all the matches aren't on here. Aleister Black is a slight favorite. Andrade is a slight favorite, but I mean, like, both of them, the, the house is not giving money. So they have no idea who's winning this one. Braun Strowman is a huge favorite. 
gigantic favorite over all three of the Covered other guys. Three men. Yep. Uh, the Miz all been NXT champions too. Haven't all three um, NXT champions. I, I don't know if Cesaro was. Zayn and Shinsuke definitely were. Uh, the Miz and Morrison are slight favorites with the Usos coming in a little behind them and the New Day right after. Heavy Machinery, Ziggler and Root, and Lucha House Party are have no chance according to this. Um, the Street Profits are decent favorites over Rollins and Buddy. Um, and then Shayna Baszler, as I mentioned earlier, huge favorite. The only other one is that's even close is Oscar, who's six to one, which means you would earn six times your bet if Oscar wins. So, but it's not. There's no way it's happening. So yeah, so, I just. So how does betting work for professional wrestling? How do they keep Vince McMahon from making million dollar bets for the people he books to win? I don't. I'm assuming that. People that are inside are not allowed to bet. I'm sure there's some sort of law, and if they find out, uh, not law, but I'm sure there's some sort of rule, and if they find out, they would probably be able to legally recoup that money. And then they wouldn't make it into the Hall of Fame? Right, right. Yeah, like, yeah, I understand. I get the joke. I get the rose. So there are actually, a lot of people bet on, like, like there was a bet, like, who's going to die first in the next Star Wars movie? And which Game of Thrones character is going to die? And people bet on, like, the presidential races and all kinds of stuff. I get betting on things you can't, that no one knows the answer to, like sports events or presidential races. You bet on TV shows. Well, some people might shows. say that people, people know the answer to... Uh, the presidential races, but no, like yeah, maybe the the writers like George R. R. Martin could be like, yeah, I'm gonna make me a fat paycheck here, you know? Yeah, I don't know. yeah, I understand. I get it. I'm That's sure that someone do. that knows a, someone that knows a lot more about betting than any of us do has the answer to that question. We just don't have it. And are you saying that wrestling is not a sporting event? Um, I, I'm it's saying sports entertainment. It's an <laughs> yes, an entertainment television show. And the entertainment is kind of stretched sometimes. <laughs> Speaking of entertainment, I think our entertainment's done for the night. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 88 of Wrestle Life Radio. Thank you for putting up with us. Thank you for putting up for, uh, with our short break in the middle of the show. Let us know what your predictions are. We really want to know. Let's talk about them in the comment below. Send us a message, and we'll see if you can beat our predictions. Uh, Micah, we can't find you anywhere. Riley, would you like to know, would you like to share where we can find you online? I'm sure you can follow me on Twitter along with my other nine followers at at Rybugsen. And that's R I B U G S E N N nine. That's huge. Like that's nine gigantic. followers. Hey, and, she has, uh, she has can, one liked tweet by a professional wrestler in AEW. Um, and he also plays Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, Ray Cutler. Yes. So, anyways, you can uh, tweet at me and also hashtag Micah's husband. Thank you. Good night. Okay. Micah's husband. Perfect. Uh, you can follow Kyle at Kyle.Capali on Instagram. You can follow me at WrestleLifeMatt on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us all on Twitter at WrestleLifePod and on Facebook and Instagram at WrestleLifeRadio. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 88 of WrestleLifeRadio. I hope you enjoyed yourself. We're looking forward to giving you a review show of Elimination Chamber and probably burying it. Uh, super unfair to say, but my gosh, like I just don't care. So they're really going to have to knock it out of the park for us to give this a good grade. But we'll see. We will be back early next week, a little earlier than usual with our Elimination Chamber review. And then, of course, we'll have our regular weekend review next Wednesday, reviewing uh, our next, yeah, next Tuesday, right? Reviewing AEW and um, mm -hmm. Monday Night Raw. And then, of course, we'll have something next weekend that should be fun. So we'll see. 
Again, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you. We you we have listeners in six countries now, and we just want to say thank you so much. We're just blown away by your support. Please tell your friends. We want to see this continue to grow, especially with WrestleMania season coming up. So tell your friends. We're going to have a lot of cool new stuff coming out. We appreciate you. Have a wonderful day.